Hello and welcome to episode five of the Leadership Lane podcast. My name is Rita Chincotta and I'm really pleased to be speaking with you again today. The focus of this week's podcast is around being an evolution champion and as a leader, how can you really take on that role of evolution champion? Now, what am I what am I talking about here? Because that's really, really broad. Evolution champion could be so many things. I'll start by saying that I'm not a very, very big fan of the term change management because I actually don't think that change can be managed. It's not something niche that can fit into a little box with a little bow around it and off we go. It's managed and we can manage it. Now, I don't mean to cause offence to any change managers that are out there um, because, of course, it is a a bona fide profession and there are lots of fantastic people that do that work. But I actually think for a leader, when we talk about change management in the leadership context and trying to get people to take take on board the change that we're looking to create or the change that we're wanting to make, it's actually a really, really difficult thing. So as I've been talking to leaders over decades now, it's I've come to the realization I guess that it's more about evolution and actually helping people through evolution so evolving whatever it is that you're evolving a project um, you know a new initiative um, a new um, business a new relationship uh, a new team member whatever it is you're actually helping people to evolve and in doing that as a leader you're helping them to assimilate, I guess, to a new set of circumstances, new context. And that can come with different levels of resistance, depending on the person, of course, and how willing they are to evolve and to actually change. So that's why I prefer the term evolution um, and evolving uh, as opposed to change. And that's why I believe that leaders have a role to play around becoming evolution champions rather than change managers or change agents or whatever um, term we might want to uh, want to refer to it as. So what does being an evolution champion actually look like in leadership? Well, when we look at what we can do in leadership, we leverage the theory of how we progress through change as humans. Now, if we think about the leadership lane and, and what we need to do as leaders, there will be plenty of opportunities and times where you are going to be required to help your team evolve through something. Uh, but the pace at which they evolve is going to really be dependent on them. As a leader, you've got a role to play around how you can help them through that. And I'm going to take you through that today and really take you through what are some easier ways for you to help your team to acclimatize, I guess, to the change that's happening. Um, But it helps make your job as an evolution champion a lot easier. So if we think about change and the theory of change, change usually starts with something that occurs as a a situation. Sometimes it's a welcome event. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it can be a shock. But either way, there is something that changes. There is is an event that actually is, is the catalyst for change. And we respond to that usually. The change theory will tell us that we respond to it with several different emotions that we go through. Uh, as we progress through that change, ranging from surprise, perhaps elation, shock, uh, you know, perhaps then down as we as we dip down the what's typically 
known as the change curve. We move through uh, to perhaps disappointment, sadness, uh, frustration. Even if we are very happy about a, a supposed change that's occurring, we can still move through that. What does that actually now mean for me? Now that I understand more about the change, what does it mean for me? And that's kind of taking us through to the at that initial dip where still, if you imagine a curve um, with, you know, left, top left, um, and then heading south and then rising back up. So it's a U-shaped curve that we're, um, that we're thinking about in this context. And when we're at shock and then sadness, disappointment, we're still on the left-hand side. So we haven't quite made it to the bottom of the U-shape at that stage. By the time we're progressing through the change and really understanding the impact for ourselves and the impact for others around us, we do tend to sometimes move to that bottom, the bottom, the lowest part of the U, the U shape. And this is where we can actually start to feel um, a real heaviness. Um, it's more than sadness. Sometimes it's depression around whatever it is that's occurring. And then as we start to see a little clearer, we're moving up the other end of the U. So we're now on the right-hand side and we're on our way up towards um, the top of the U on the right-hand side. And that's where we can start to understand the opportunities that may come with this change that's presented itself to us and start to really explore, well, what does this mean for me? By this stage, we've largely accepted sometimes what it is that's occurring and we're now trying to make sense of it and really trying to understand, well, what can I do with this now? I'm lumped with it, so now what do I do with it? And then it progresses up through until we do get to that um, ultimate acceptance but we don't always get there. Now, the way that I have described change in, in that U-shape uh, is not linear and it's not going to be the change sequence or pattern that we all follow and that our teams will follow um, if we're leaders and we have those teams. It, depending on the change that's being presented, they're not all going to go through that, that traditional U-shaped curve. And, in fact, sometimes people will try to jump across the U completely. So they'll go from the top left and they'll try and leap across to the top right and miss all that yucky bit in between. Uh, and often they find themselves having to go back um, to a spot on the U curve because if only things were that easy that we could just jump across all the, the muckiness. And we can try and sometimes it does work, but more often than not we find ourselves dragged back into some of that emotion that comes with, with change. So as a leader, we can't do a lot to stop change from occurring. You know, we may have um, a decision or a recommendation that's been made by board, by executive that we are tasked with implementing as leaders. We may actually be the ones that are implementing and leading the charge on the change, but it doesn't make it any easier, even when it is at our initiative or at our, our idea, um, to really progress through that change and to help our team do so. So I believe as a leader, we play pivotal, an absolute pivotal role in helping our people move through change. And the way we do it will actually depend on the success of how that change is received. And that's why I like to use the term evolution um, rather than change in this context and really helping leaders to identify and understand how they can become evolution champions in their organisation. So the first thing to do with this is 
to really empathise and put ourselves in the position of the people that we are trying to convince or trying to change um, and maybe trying to develop an understanding of the change. That's the first job that we have as leaders. It's really to dial up the empathy more so than what we what we do usually. And when we dial up the empathy, what we're doing is we're really trying to get under the skin of what that person might be thinking and feeling and seeing and hearing and observing. We're thinking about what's causing them frustration and we're also thinking about what what wins do they relish in and what do they celebrate in terms of a win. So we're really, really trying to understand in a very deep way what makes that person tick but really what's on their mind? Uh, What can we do uh, to help get them through this particular change? So empathy is the first thing that we need to start with in leadership. And with empathy, it's really important to not presuppose. So we can have in our minds and, and almost do an empathy map or have a discussion with ourselves about what we think the person might be going through. But unless we validate that by genuinely asking them, we're not going to know. We will have a go with some assumptions, but we may not really know what's going on for them. And there is some techniques that you can use to ask them in a way that is still quite gentle, really respectful, uh, and not patronizing. So some really great open-ended questions, things like, you know, how can I support you? Uh, What's been happening for you? You know, of late, uh, I know that you've had X, Y, Z going on. I just wanted to check in and see if I can offer any support and just see if if you need anything. Those kinds of open-ended questions will help you as the leader to get the information that you need around empathizing and really understanding where that person is at. So I think that's a really significant part of how you can be an evolution um, champion. It's empathizing. Secondly, I would say that it's about understanding that your role as a leader is actually not to drag them through the change curve at a pace which suits you. Each individual will move through the change curve at a pace which actually suits them. And the worst thing we can do as leaders is really try dragging and pulling, metaphorically obviously, someone through the change curve. We can try it but it's not going to work. And the reason it's not going to work is that we are imposing our timeframes, our beliefs, what we feel about that change on the other person. And even when we have a deep understanding, even when we've got the best intention and we can empathize with them, we're still not rightly placed if we're trying to drag them through um, the change curve. There is a point in that U shape that I described earlier on, which I call the switch point. And the switch point is right at the bottom of the U. It's the lowest part of the U-shaped curve, actually. And it marks the difference between our ability to see something negatively and our ability to see something positively. It's the step that occurs right before we start to understand and appreciate the positive aspects that can come with this change. And that's why I like to call it the switch point. But each individual has a role to play in identifying the switch point for themselves. And as leaders, we might see and theoretically understand where the switch point normally occurs. But of course, we know that that's not going to be applicable to every individual that we're dealing with. 
So at best, we can be comforted by knowing that the switch point usually occurs for most individuals. When it occurs is actually up to the individual. And our role as a leader is to create awareness, is to give real clarity about the change that's occurring. It's to explain not only the what and the how, but also the why. So people understand why is this change occurring? And what does it mean for me? What's the impact for me? Or the WIFM, I'm not sure if anybody else uses that term, but the WIFM, um, what's in it for me is a really important thing to think about when you're explaining a change that's occurring for somebody else, um, helping them understand how it impacts them. When we can do that, when we're supported by the fact that we're explaining the what, explaining the how, explaining the why, we can then have a better shot at trying to help people see the, the switch point for themselves that then they can then move them on to the other side of the U and the rest of that U where they can see change more positively. So that switch point is not something for us to trigger as leaders. Um, it's not our job to be dragging people through the change. It is our job to be empathetic, to understand where people are at, to be supportive and that genuine support means open-ended questions. It means giving people some space and some time. It also means respecting people's style. Uh, so if you've got a team uh, who is who's a mix of introverts and extroverts, it's making sure that you're giving the team, I guess, the, the space that they need. And sometimes some will need less space, some will need less time. Some people in your team will need more time and more space. And it's about respecting that and making sure that you're providing that and building that in to your plan as you are implementing this change. Being an evolution champion is also about being really clear. And I think that that point is often lost because we as leaders, we, you know, sometimes we're understanding a change that we need to implement or we are creating a change that needs to be implemented. We can be very clear on the why and we can be very clear on what the actual change is. Sometimes that gets lost in translation when we're communicating with our teams. Sometimes we think in haste, we just want to get this out. And if I just give you a few dot points, that'll help you understand it. You'll be able to then go and communicate those dot points to your team. If we're using a cascade approach, we're not really setting our, our, our leaders that might be working for us or our team members we're not setting them up very well if we're not giving them enough context, but also the why. And the why, it helps people create their own story that they can then share with others around why the change is occurring. It helps people to make sense of what's going on. It helps give them context. And if you can do that, you will likely find that you'll have less resistance uh, that's associated with the change that you're trying to implement. And of course, that means a speedier implementation. So these are factors that you think, well, gee, this, this takes a lot of time. You know, if I'm going to have to make sure that I've, you know, really developed um, a high level of empathy with all my people, you should be doing that anyway. If I'm going to need to almost offer tailored support, if I'm going to need to really set out my why, these are all things that absolutely take time. But what you will find in doing all those things and becoming the best evolution champion you can be is that you will actually speed your ability to implement the change up later because you will be met with less resistance. You won't have uh, the stalling that can occur because people raise their frustrations, raise the tension, and because genuinely they don't understand. 
you're also likely to be able to speed it up because then they can be champions with you and help you implement that change because they get it. And they're able then to do their job with their teams around implementing it. And also not only their teams, but their stakeholders. Your team might be the ones that are dealing with your front-end customer. Um, They might be dealing with other stakeholders that also need to be made aware of the change. And the more context they have around the why, uh, the better evolution champions they can be, but also it just speeds up your implementation process for this change. So it's worthwhile looking at it as an investment. So that investment in time that you make up front will absolutely pay off later when you're thinking about the actual implementation, rubber hitting the road and getting this change on board and actually getting it happening. So don't be fooled into thinking, I'll just speed through and and give, um, you know, limited information and I'm really clear on where we're going. Everyone just needs to follow. Doing that will actually slow you down. And and you may already have um, an example or something that's occurred for you where that resonates and you think, yeah, had I spent a little bit more time investing in, you know, my stakeholders, giving them the why, giving them more context, maybe they could have done a different job in implementing it with their stakeholder groups. And that shouldn't be underestimated around that upfront investment in time will pay off later on. So I think being an evolution champion is about seeing your role as a leader in leading change as one of helping movement, helping that evolution, helping things to evolve. You're not dragging or pulling or pushing for that matter anyone along to try and get them to keep up to your pace of change. You're just helping them along so they can still be accepting and and onboarding themselves with the change, but in a way that doesn't feel forced for them and that actually respects where they're at, what they need to consider, the questions that they may need to ask, the answers that they might need to find. It's respectful of all those stages that occur in a change process. So I hope that you found that useful today around being more of an evolution champion as opposed to a change manager or even a change agent. I think that there is absolute space for those terms and and obviously those roles. But when you're a leader in the leadership lane, with all the things that you've got to do, you can be absolutely helped by seeing change as something where you help others to evolve and you actually take on that role of evolution champion. So in summary, you're empathizing, you're asking what kind of support your people need. You're creating an awareness for them around the switch point, but not finding it or bringing them to it. They've got to bring it to them, bring bring themselves to it um, very independently and very individually. You're clarifying as a leader. You're giving the why, not just the what and the how. And in doing all that, you'll find that you will absolutely speed up your ability to implement change and do so with less hiccups and less speed bumps along the way. So be an evolution champion. I hope you have found that useful today. As always, I would love your feedback and I welcome your feedback. And also give me some feedback on things that you would like to hear about on Leadership Lane. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.